Hello and welcome to Potaholics and the Car Clinic Podcast with Glenn Power from Sandance Automotive and myself, James Pikeaway. For the next hour, we're going to be talking about all things automotive, including the little fact that so many people seem to forget that it does not matter if you have four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, the best tires in the world. If your tires aren't making contact with the road, you are going to slide all over the place. That's coming up next on the car clinic to do the weather like it's like a proper personality thing in the okay. uk like they're famous people yeah no they don't we don't do that here well not famous no they end up on strictly come dancing and yeah. dancing with the stars or but, whatever but they look good and yeah no we don't we don't tend to we should do that though yeah i don't know why we're not doing that but well, today's weather sunny <laughs> Easy for us, right? Yeah, Scorchio. Tomorrow, tomorrow's weather. Sunny. Scorchio. <laughs> Scorchio. Glenn Power, Sandance Automotive, James Pikeaway. This is the car clinic coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown. We're looking on to Fridays. Uh, yeah. Security guy is, is keeping away the hordes from being around us, which is very nice. <laughs> All the autograph on this. <laughs> Paparazzi. You know what I love about we're, we're in the lobby. So we often do. In, in fact, we almost exclusively record our podcast here at the Rove Hotel downtown or at the We Will Fix It headquarters or in my office at Zide University. Those tend to be the three places we record. And in the Rove, we record either upstairs in the meeting rooms, which is by the pool. And if you've never been here or if you're looking for a a venue, come and check out Rove. A, I love the parking. B, coffee, snacks. And and there were people today, because we went out and checked the pool area, there were people having a meeting beside the pool. Excellent idea. So, but we're in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, we're in the lobby. It's busy. <laughs> it's busy. We got Zoom. We got Fridays. I, I just love the Rove. And your your comment, Glenn, was, "Hey, why don't we go and do it in the theater?" And I said, "Do the recording in the theater." <laughs> yeah. Andrew Thomas is listening. <laughs> He's got the dirtiest mind on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why don't we go and record in the cinema? Because there is a real cinema here, and it is licensed. So if you choose to have a beverage during the cinema, you can. And, and I just said. I actually like the lobby. We got the yeah. com- comfy couches, and yeah. there away we go. There's always the chance that when we start struggling for stuff to talk about, someone will give us something to talk about as well. That as well, or someone just you know, wanders in. Yeah, <laughs> that's always. I'm always worried that that's going to be the possibility. But Naveen, who manages this hotel, is one of the guys who's managing it. Naveen does a great job. By the way, new father. He's got a his oh, first nice. firstborn child is now at home and and pretty much past the initial warranty phase. So he's as in the first two to, weeks, he's looking forward to getting back to work to have a rest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You you know that. Yeah. So uh, kind of fun. So so the uh, the reason I mentioned that we're in the lobby of the Rove because you are going to hear the Starbucks coffee going every now and then. You're going to hear people walking by. You might hear a door open or close. Don't worry. Everything is as it should be. But there is some ambient noise here because we, 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 yeah we record around people. You like doing the uh, editing software and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyone listening to this is going to be like what I'm, what what ambient noise. <laughs> um, so, no, I, I wonder if we want to do a little bit of an introduction like I do with Colin for ten minutes with Colin. Mm. I can do ten. one for. I can do one for us. This is the Car Clinic with Glenn Power from Sandance Automotive. This is um, <laughs> some. This you're gonna have to explain this one. So when you do it with Colin, yeah. So so Colin, we have the We Will Fix It show. Yep. And then we have the part of the show which is where Colin espouses his wisdom on the world. And, and it's called 10 Minutes with Colin. Just general wisdom. Usually it's about something that he's trying to help educate people about, whether that be air conditioning or electrics or whatever. And it's called 10 Minutes with Colin. 10 minutes. That's, that that's puts the pressure on. Yeah, it does. Setting a timer and everything. It does. It does. Um, and so we introduce it kind of like that. And then, of course, which what, what one will hear when they've when you're listening to this. So you who are listening to this, you're listening to it with the reverb added because I'll add some echo and reverb so oh, that it's nice. yeah yeah I mean when I when that when, when that was live it was just James shouting in yeah, the lobby just, and and five people walking into Fridays looking at me going what is going on five other people walking into Fridays that turned around and walked out again so this is a great day and it's a great day because Sandance Automotive's mobile unit is coming to the Rove Hotel downtown yeah. now I've turned my phone off well, not off, but on silent. It's yeah. going to ring when they arrive, I imagine. 
Um, so we will be interrupted by the guys, but That's they've no got a problem. job to do. We might, in fact, we might actually go out there and, and have a visit. Yeah, why and not? If, if I, you know, I've got some equipment. We'll take we'll take the portable unit with us. We'll just yeah. put everything oh, on got, pause we've here. We've got phones. Yeah, we got phones, we've and got we phones. can do it. But yeah. this is a great day because one, never had a portable unit come and change my tires on my vehicle. Two, getting some pearlies put on, which I think is really cool, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And three. It's so convenient that they're coming to where I am. Yeah, you don't lose any time. No, none. Try and think about what it would take you to find an hour in the day to change a set of tires. Well, and these guys, and I don't know if you normally do this, but they're also going to potentially bring a battery. Yeah, with we them. do that normally. So, well. so this to me is is suddenly because you said I said oh, I'll come by the I'll come by the shop, and you've got multiple shops. So, yeah. buys in Rack or multiple in Dubai or from an, so it's not a problem to go by the shop, but I got to go by the shop, and I was willing to go by the shop. And they said, well, no, of course, just yeah. the, and you I like just, workshops, right? I do. I love workshops. Yeah. I love looking around. I love talking to the guys. So, just you know, the band. I do feel a bit bad for sort of stealing that from you. Have you seen the new? Have you been in the? new reception yet yes and i what a change i i was it's, it's really nice looking. wait till you see the new shop in arcus 3 so i'm looking forward to that as well got like standalone purpose made building with a waiting area and an air-conditioned room for keeping the cars when they're ready to go and nice oh, it's gonna be immense. nice i can't wait to see it yeah so I'm, i've got i'm getting some pearlies on so this yep. was a the, the the couple of things when we're talking tires first of all i sent you the door sticker that said okay Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. This is the year. This is the spec tire that goes onto it. First thing to know about the old Jeep Wrangler, and I suspect, as you said, this is the case for many vehicles, that tire size is for that vehicle. And it's a very specific tire. And yeah. it's a very, because it's so specific, also very expensive. Well, what happens is there's actually a GCC spec, which is a different size. Right. So that, that sticker says export vehicle on it, which yeah. shows that it was made and exported to this country yeah. it wasn't made here which yeah. you know that's okay we're, but it, we're but in the UAE and made to the spec though for here. the UAE but, like but it's, it's GCC, GCC spec, spec but yeah. they changed the tyre size yeah so I forget what it was It, I, I think it was a 255s 255 uh, and you are actually 265 right and and I so I've had mul- so this this vehicle's like 10 years old over 10 years old yeah. so I've gone through multiple sets of tyres and I don't think I've ever put 255s back on it mostly probably. because I couldn't find them yeah I mean it probably can when you bought it, it will have had, I imagine, 265 on it. Yeah, it could be. Because they do change them on the GCC spec. And yeah. it's just it's just a, just one of those things. A lot of people, um, so so an interesting one is when, when you take a, take a car like a, an Audi RS3, they have what they call a staggered setup, where you have a wider tire on one axle and a narrower on the other. Mm. Most vehicles that have that, even 4x4, four vehicles or rear wheel drive vehicles have the wider tire on the back ah, okay. for the traction and the the narrower tire on the front now the rs3 is the opposite way around really the rs3 has the wider tire on the front and the narrower tire on the back uh-huh. so then and what, you, what does that do for the vehicle so it, it's all down i mean this engineer uh, uh, when you're talking about an rs3 that is a seriously engineered vehicle. yeah that, that is like it's a beautiful vehicle by they've the not way. just taken an audi a3 and thought eh, let's just put a mental rocket engine in it no yeah. they have done that they're doing that but, in South Africa. Did you see that post that I sent you? The whatever that thing's called. <laughs> it has literally got an Airbus yeah. engine yeah. on that thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, back to the RS3. So yeah, so back to that. So this guy um, hasn't just taken an Audi A3 and put just a big engine in it and, and made it go fast. It's been yeah. engineered. There's a team of men and women that have figured out how best to make it stop. What brakes do we need to put on it? How big do we need the disc to be? Therefore, how big do we need the wheels to be? Yeah. Um, therefore, how big do we need the tires to be? And how are we going to make it handle and go around corners best and everything else? So, weight of the engine considered, distribution of power considered, uh, friction circles considered. And then it comes up with the best solution here is to have the wider tires on the front and narrower on the mm. back. And they're still wide on the back. They're just yeah. narrower than relative to the front. Um, and, and that's that sort of staggered setup is quite unique on the RS3 to have the wider ones on the front than mm. they normally have wider on the back. Mm. So the other side, when you start looking at tires, and, and so I sent you a note saying, hey, I, you know, I need to get some tires off you guys. And nice thing is that Sandance Automotive was started as tire importers that's what that's what yeah the parent company is a a tire importer yeah Yeah. so you have all the tires and essentially you're selling them to everybody all the tires yeah Yeah. most most tire shops will buy some 
not all. They, they, most most tyre shops that you see, and, and we're the same. So the ones that we can't import for licensing restrictions, yeah. we have to buy from local agents. Right. Um, so those might be the Continentals or the Pirellis. Yeah, things like, um, let's say, BF Goodrich. They're okay. yeah, exclusive to Alpha Team. Ah, okay. So we buy them from Alpha yeah. Team. So that, that's, go. that's just a, one example. There, there are others. Um, and... But most tie shops will, will will buy from wholesalers, and we are a wholesaler at, at heart. From from sort of uh, that's what the owner of the of yeah. the company does. So well, I, I own, and I always find it interesting, and I think it's something that we all need to be thinking about when we're thinking tires. Is that all tires are not the same? No. And I know that the BF Goodriches that came on my Wrangler, beautiful tires, the noisiest tires I've ever owned in my life. Oh man, were those things? I mean, the day that I took them off, and and I and and and, and let's get this. Make be very clear on this. I didn't take them off until they wore out. The day I took them off and then put on a new set of tires, it was like night and day. I was like, I don't, I don't even hear my car. Yeah, I was like, I can actually hear things as I'm driving, as opposed to that, yeah. which was and the vibration that was coming from the road and it was hard. Well, you know, it's um, BF Goodrich are a fantastic tire. They are. Um, There's no question. They, they have a, a a lot of the tires that they sell over here are um, designed for rock crawling, so yeah. they're very, very. Yeah hard oh they, um, they were beautiful tires i got to tell you i did a lot of rock crawling but you have a there's a payoff with that and it's they're yeah. not exactly the quietest on the road yeah. and it's not just be a good rich any yeah. any off-road tire there are there are tires that we that we deal with um, um a uk brand called cooper and yep. they make yep. a, a quiet off-road tire and uh, some of the tires especially the off-road tires they have a, a decibel rating on because okay. nose pollution is actually a taxable yeah. thing in a lot of countries around the world okay. good to know so um an, an off-road tire can go anywhere up to 100 decibels wow now that's a lot that's, that is that's a, loud that's, that's I mean, very loud I, 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 I mean, you plane, don't want your taking off isn't actually far off of that yeah. so you know and, and you know it yourself you, if you're on the road and, yeah. a, and a Willis Jeep's coming up behind you with those kind of tyres on you know about it for about three kilometres hey, I have I have half the roof off on my vehicle so I no, hear everything know, yeah. coming it's like <laughs> half, the, half the time I think it's my my own vehicle yeah. it's like oh man <laughs> then, the, then the vehicle passes like, oh, it's not me good so, all good but, but yeah but these, these Cooper are down at like 76 wow so um, they're really really quiet for an off-road tyre yeah. and um, you know they're, they're still noisier than a normal road tyre but if he's going to use your vehicle off-road yep. a little bit and you can't see if you had the storage space and the money you'd have two sets of rims right absolutely and you'd have a few sets of spare wheel nuts and wheel bolts for as yep. and when they wear out because they will but you'd swap your wheels and tires at the weekend before you went camping in the desert yep. um, but most people don't do that I would say most 90, people haven't got storage 99% of people don't do that people haven't got the money or the inclination to do that so yep. you choose one or the other and don't get me wrong a Wrangler some people buy it because of how it looks modified for off-road and it's never yeah. seen it's never seen a sand dune <laughs> you know yeah, and, and that's just the way it is it's one of those it's like you know we, I, I gotta put my hand up here is it, since my boys have left we haven't done nearly as much off-roading as we used to do I mean and and a lot of my friends who we used to do things we used to have no, your can, Wrangler's a standard yeah my Wrangler's standard but we still used to would take do it, it still oh, would yeah. do it very well that's oh, what yeah. I'm saying the point my point is oh, that, okay. that gotcha. you could take oh, you yeah. could take it off-road standard yeah they weren't made to just work on the road they were oh. actually made to work off-road wait right? till you gotta you gotta hear this one this is classic so just happened to be over at the Versace Hotel Hotel just happened to be just happened to be over well, the Versace, Versace. <laughs> because as one wants to do right yeah. and of course I only own two vehicles a only. soft top vehicle uh, a soft top Wrangler and a hard top Wrangler so my wife and I are both going we're in separate cars so we're both going to meet up we're going to go and sit by the pool for a little bit over at the Versace highly recommend that by the way they got three pools they got the party cool. pool they got the middle pool which is the you know the nice it's an incredible thing. building driving it is it's yeah it's worth going in it's worth going in and taking really a look cool. around yeah. and and I got to say if you do pool by the day and you pay for a day, you know, go in and use the pool, it's, I think it's a couple hundred dirhams, but you get it all back in F&B. Oh, nice. So it's like, it's like okay. 200 dirhams in Versace. What's that? Pint? Yeah, no, actually. Pretty good prices. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. good prices and, and decent pizza. So you're not, you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be done for. But anyway, the story is <laughs> you drive up there and I drive up in the soft top. And my wife drives up, and we've got there at separate times. So she drives up in the four door. And when we're leaving, we go out to get our vehicles. Mine's sitting with the Ferraris, and hers is hidden. And then. <laughs> 
She goes, why is your car sitting over there beside the Ferrari and the Lamborghini? Right in the front. That's what I said. I said, well, it's a good looking Jeep. And the guys are, are very happy to show off this yellow Jeep. And then the guy comes out. He says, oh, you got the old one. And then she says, and he says, well, we're going to go get the new Jeep. And I, and I say, that new Jeep that you're talking about, that thing's 10 years old. It's older than the yellow one. And he's going, wow, it looks brand new. And I'm going, wow, not really, but okay. Got and the it. point being, these, these vehicles just hold their weight. And as I said, mine have not been, no mods done. They're street, they're just normal street off the lot, but they do great off road when yeah, you do it. Yeah, they are great off road. And, and, and when we had the rain, which we're going to talk about in a second, yeah. uh, perfect, but you got to drive sensibly. And we'll talk about that. But back yeah. to tires. Great to do your research on which tires are more noisy, which tires do better in heat, which ones about sand, what, you know, all of the different things that we're going to be exposed to here. Do some research on the different brands of tires because just because you're buying, you know, if you're not doing sports racing, you don't necessarily need your Pirellis, although Pirellis are a beautiful tire and they do a lot of things. Yeah. And But there are a lot of tires that are slightly more economical that do pretty much a similar job depending on the vehicles that you're driving. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what it is about about tires i mean you know this this might be a, it's not really 10 minutes with with me it's it's probably a few minutes more uh, the, you know but you, you could go on and on with this but these days what happens is somebody will contact me and say look i need these tires for my car and we will or i will one of our colleagues will give them a price based right. on the size they give us um for the original fitment from the factory yeah. plus a few options if they're available to us we yeah. always try to price up what you we sent, can you sent me five options when yeah, I sent we, you the we tires. always try and price up what we have in stock yeah. um, unless the original fitment option isn't in our stock then we'll try and find it with another local supplier and we'll quote it and then if that's requested then we'll order it but mm. what's important is you buy your tyres from somewhere that you can trace the source of it right and that are going to give you a warranty on it because all tyres have to meet a standard to come into this country. This country have quite strict regulations on tyres coming which, in. Which people might not realise. Yeah. I mean, the the age of the tyres, where they're, as you said, point of origin, yeah. all of this. They, they People don't realise that the UAE really realises that tyres are probably the most important thing you're going to have on your vehicle. Yeah. And if they're not 100% true in origin and quality they, they don't want them here yeah and, and a lot of it is just accountability for people you know if, if you buy a tire from some guy that sells it to you doesn't give you a bill takes cash and happy days on you go and he's yeah, just got, got those tires just before just a trolley jack at the side of the road where do you go when you have a problem <laughs> yeah so you know we, we we will we will quote and I'm, and this is no joke here we can go from uh, a premium vehicle we could fit our own brand of tire which is a pearly or we could fit the original tire and you meant you've mentioned them for so uh, you know you the pearly tire previously that's our own brand or we could fit the uh, manufacturer's original fitment tire which may well be a continental right the continental and justifiably so could be 1500 dirhams yep the pearly will be 300 dirhams so it's it's it's, it's a fifth of yeah. the price the reason for that is the R&D that Continental had to put in to design that tyre in the first place for the manufacturer that chose it. It's huge. huge. Yeah. Their facilities and ongoing improvements is huge. Continental as well, it's a good example because they they give five years warranty on their tyres. Which is spectacular. They, They do not play around i mean but five i mean this is, and i love the idea that they give five years and you pay for you're you're paying a premium for that tire and you're getting premium my thing is i don't know if i'd be leaving my tires on well for no five years. exactly but and, and that's probably why they do it it's a, it's a little bit like um but till it dies of wearing out pretty, you know that tire yeah, is good you're pretty good for yeah. the whole life of that tire in terms of its wear you're covered against any defect that you can attribute to manufacture which is or pretty, fitment which is pretty amazing so you know that they, they are really good with that um and, and they don't quibble on it either. There's no, it's not like a marketing trick. Nice. Um, so they are really good with it. But the, both of those tires have such a vast, and there'll be everything in between. We'll have everything in between. Yeah. Some of the Korean tires, Nex and Kumo, uh, Hankook, they're great value. Yeah. And they're sort of to the lower end on the price scale. Then you've got Bridgestone, Dunlop, Michelin, Pirelli. There's everything in between. Now, we will recommend 
the original fitment from the manufacturer officially because that's yeah. and that's what you did with me you, you came up and you said bf goodrich and i actually looked at your list and i said but i want pearlies exactly now the thing is i've got no problem fitting the pearly because the quality difference is negligible mm. in terms of what it's going to mean to the day-to-day use of the vehicle um and we warranty it so if there is a problem on it it's a cheaper tire potentially let's say and i don't know because i'm not i'm not in a factory making tires but let's say there's a a cost cutting measure that keeps the cost down that could affect their failure rate yeah well we still give warranty on it the factory still support us on it it's still perfectly safe and has passed all of its standards and checks to get into the country and be sold worldwide so we're not pricing up tires that spuriously sourced or not necessarily even safe to use Um, so we're confident in it there are price differences and they're justifiable in in most instances just down to the fact that and again Pearl is quite a young brand so they're keeping the cost down Um, we're making most of our um profits out of selling pearly as our own tire not through the actual sale of the tire but through rebates from the factory and okay. incentives it's that that's where the the money comes from and we're trying to build the brand so yeah. you know we're trying to get people out there we're paying for them to uh, have advertising boards and, and and workshop name boards that have the pearly logo and the name on it so that we then supply them the tire and they're advertising for us so these are the the ways we're trying to make money on that but we're just building a brand and everything that we sell we can warranty because we know where it's come from and we're, we're confident in it we had we had a guy uh, a couple of days ago and uh, he um, had a Audi Q7. Uh, oh, another great, another great vehicle. Dunlop tires <laughs> on it. And, All right, I like the Dunlop. A few weeks later, having had f- them fitted by us, sold to him and fitted by us, there was a blowout. All right. Wow. Now the tire came in and it had an impact side mark on the outside of the tire, and the rim was damaged in the same area. So it probably gone over something in the road or hit yeah. something. Now the problem is, the driver doesn't necessarily always feel that. Yeah. Cars are so smooth and comfortable, especially Q7. Yeah, you you hit a little bit of road debris. Yeah. you might and it's small dark. pothole. You don't know a bolt or something off of a depend a the rim though. Truck. It had to be something serious. So right. it's it's only damaged the outside of the rim. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, the driver's gone over something. Now, yeah. in black and white terms, that is therefore not a warranty issue. Yeah, it's been damaged on the road by driving. It's an accident. It's unfortunate. Um, and we could have just held our hands up and said, look, we'll do what we can to help you. Um, we'll sell you the tire, replacement tire at cost, and uh, we'll, we'll do you a great deal on repairing the rim. What we did was, we'll just change you the tire. Yeah. It isn't worth it. What is the point? You know, you, you're lucky you got out of there uninjured. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming back. Um, trusting us to deal with it for you so let's deal with it and and you got a customer who's going to well, tell exactly. everyone he's going to say hey Sandance Automotive go check them out not only get your car fixed yeah. but get your tires exactly and this is how they dealt with me yeah. I know you know and whether they knew or not they, they dealt with me where there we weren't black and white yeah they they stepped up and they did the right thing yeah so obviously we're not saying to yeah. everybody you know go and have a blowout because you've just driven <laughs> you've just driven up the curb at 70 kilometers an hour yeah and Sandance will change your tires I don't know that's not the case but the, you know it, it's a matter of reading the situation reading the person yeah. involved and you know we can manage to swallow a tire to, to keep somebody safe on the road and to prevent what could be an ugly situation right no yeah. to, to, to tell somebody that they've damaged their tire themselves when they wouldn't necessarily be lying to you by saying no I haven't yeah. they just wouldn't have known yeah. you, know, they, they, you, you wouldn't know there's speed humps everywhere these yeah. speed humps the ones that they have in communities these are a real issue for it, me they're not they're not uniform I, I mean no. I even because I drive through a mall I drive through Murdoch City Centre often when I'm leaving to come out this way we're at the yeah. Rove right now so if I'm coming anywhere Shakeside Road I often go through the mall to avoid That's a bunch right, of traffic yeah. and then I get on to Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed yeah I go over one, two, three, four, five, six speed humps, seven, eight, eight speed humps in that mall. All of them 
are different. Yeah, yeah. And, and the the problem is these black and yellow ones. The, oh, the, they have the, bolts uh, sticking out. They're bolted. Yeah. And the bolts are what damage the tire. Yeah. So when they start to break, or if they're not bolted down evenly, or like you say, because they're not uniform, you yeah. can get across the edge of one, and it starts to flex it and lift yeah. it, and the bolt comes out. And that's what causes this damage, and people yeah. don't realize that. There's, Why would you? Why would you think? There is. There used to be, and I don't know if it's still there. There used to be, I think, one of the reflectors on Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Road between Murdoch City Center and the fruit and veg market. Mm -hmm. There was one of the road reflectors that exact thing was happening. Either the bolt was coming up or it had it'd been sheared on one side because for a while, and I haven't noticed it re recently, so either it fell off or they found it and repaired it, it was puncturing tires. Yeah. Because at one point, you would see every every day, three cars at the yeah. side of the road with punctures. And yeah. there's, like, come on, there's no way. And I put it down to it has to be one of these pieces on the road. Yeah, it, it's it's very, very easy. You think about the weights and the speeds involved yeah. with, with, with most cars now. And if you're, uh, if, you're speed humps. if you're merging over onto one of these things, hits the side of your tire, puncture, you're yeah, done for. Exactly. So, I, I don't think um, I, I don't think enough can be um, done when it comes to a bit of diligence for yourself. I mean, obviously, a lot of people need tires. It's what we call a distressed purchase. Nobody yeah. wants to buy a tire. Nobody yeah. wants to pay money for tires. Yeah. Right? You, you, I tell you, I, I, you're, I'm I'm one of those guys. I mean, I, I although everybody's the same. I, I know I had to get tires, and I was just trying to think of when when, when did I get these tires done. Because so that's the that's the key phrase. I have to get them. Yeah, I need them. Nobody's really unless you're gonna you know you're putting new rims on there. You need to change yeah. them, and you're doing it for aesthetics, and it's a cosmetic thing that you really want to do. Then everybody is buying tires at a distress now. So here, here's the other little piece of my my situation is is so it rained the other day. Yeah, and it was wet. But you know what? I I thought, oh man, these tires are getting a little. They're still okay, but I noticed some cracking on them, some weather cracking. Nothing major, nothing on the sides, but yeah. you know. And and I I said to my wife. And we're talking about it, and I said, you know, we're I think we're we're due for some new tires, and and I was really happy though with the performance of these tires still because I wasn't slipping and sliding around things. They were giving me great traction. Yeah. They they served and they did the 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 rain traverse of Dubai superbly. Yeah, but. It was at that moment when we're in the rain and we're driving through puddles and we're driving around roundabouts when we both looked at each other and said, you know what? This is a wake-up call. we got to get those tires changed. Before, we're at a situation where we're going around roundabouts and the, the back end of the vehicle sliding out yeah, yeah. or we'd yeah. lose traction. And the rear-wheel drive as well, right? Unless yeah. you put them in four. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... it's uh, it's a genuine and there's very little weight on the back of one of those yeah really <laughs> yeah i know so um, so, so i i mean i i mean truth be told I, I imagine i could probably i could probably extend it out a little bit but i don't want to i'm looking at it going you know these tires have got to be three years old now and in my in my mental you know checklist it's three old tires that have been through 50 down to 20 or 18 or 9 degrees celsius yeah. then back up to 57 58 and then back down it's like okay you know what let's just change yeah. the tires and let's be honest i i'm not buying the bf goodriches i'm buying pearlies no. one because they're great value and two because i can trust the engineering on them so i'm looking at them and saying i i trust these tires and so the outlay at the end of the day is part of the yearly you know or, or every three-year maintenance or two-year maintenance on my vehicle is well let's update the tires i mean it's 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 not it's not nice to have to pay for something that's not car maintenance is there's two ways of looking at it there's there's breakdown maintenance which a lot of people do that push yeah. for time you find that a lot in cities breakdown maintenance mm -hmm. um People wait till the car breaks and then they'll get it sorted. Um, or there's preventative maintenance. Preventative yeah. maintenance sometimes, especially these days, a lot of people since the sort of 2008 situation, a lot of people um, can't can't justify being without the car, and they think preventative maintenance is the, of it as a bit of a luxury. Yeah. Um, tires are on that list, and uh, your brakes don't work if you haven't got tires. Yeah. If your tire blows out, your brakes won't work because there's no traction, there's no friction on the road. You know, so your wheel will stop, but it'll just skid. So there's a lot of things that you need to understand with with tires, and and as much as it's a distress purchase and nobody wants to do it, just spend. Yeah. Just spend a day, even if it means spend a day using a cab, yeah. while you do a bit of research on, on on what it is and get get the right price, yeah. get the right get the right recommendation, the right information. Sometimes I have to recommend a cheaper tire yeah. because the more expensive tire fitted on that application, from experience I know, 
is noisy. Yeah. And you won't like the car. And it yeah. will be noisy. You don't want it. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I have to recommend the more expensive tyres. Yeah. Somebody comes to me, we've mentioned the RS3, right? Somebody comes to me with an RS3. What can you do? I can tell you categorically I'm not putting pearlies on there. Yeah. First of all, we don't get them in that size, but if we did, I'm not putting them on there. Yeah. You're talking about a serious performance vehicle yeah, that's it's, had it's the wrong tire. a lot of engineering put into the designing of it, and it only works with the right tire. Yeah. So I'm going to tell them you need Continental, or you're going to put a Michelin like a Pilot Sport 4 or something like yeah. that, the high-end tire designed for that vehicle. Yeah. And, and, and let's be face it, if you're, if you're buying an RS3, like, come on. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Why yeah. are you going to cheap out on the tires at the yeah, end of the well, day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, You know I, you're driving a performance vehicle. I could show you a message here. I had a, I had a, a guy send me a, uh, a, a request he wanted tire prices for his Rolls Royce. He didn't want to put pearlies on the Rolls. And we quoted him it. And uh, Those he are asked expensive me tires. If, have you not got any Chinese tires? Come on. I mean, I, okay, I get it. But, but at that point, I'm driving a Rolls. That's a very heavy vehicle. I want to have the. Tire. I want to put some Continentals on there, or you know, I'm, I'm thinking that's the only tire I'd be putting on there. I don't know what they come with, but I'm well, thinking a Continental is probably what I'm putting on. And I'll be honest, I called a guy and said, unfortunately, we can't help you. Um, this is what we've got. It's from the factory, and this is the only option we've got in that size. And uh, we don't recommend anything other than that. There are people that will supply those tires to you, I'm sure. Good luck finding them, and if you need any yeah. help afterwards, you know where we are. But we're, we're not going to get involved with it because, you know, got to you got to have credibility. You've got what to have doing. limits of yeah, yeah of what you do, and and I find increasingly um, with the job that that that, that I do that, that we do, the more you try and deviate from best practice yeah. and the more you try and help somebody uh, and in order to help them either save money or sometimes very rarely you will save time by doing this but normally to save somebody money and deviating away from best practice it takes you more time yeah and you end up with a bigger problem yeah and it really isn't worth it you can spoil uh business and personal relationships doing that sort of yeah. stuff and sometimes you just have to come to a point where you say look it's not worth doing it um we need to do it the proper way yeah and uh, there's only that way to do it. Yeah, it's interesting. I want to I want to segue through. So we're talking tires, by the way, mm. and and you know just do your research, go and have those conversations, and just keep your eye on your tires. I mean, truly, check for cracks, check for damage. Just keep your eyes on those things and and get them balanced. It's yeah. like all the all the little things, but just don't skimp out. It's it, that is the only thing between the road and your vehicle. So if those things are failing. <laughs> Why? Why would you put your life at risk? Yeah, exactly. And it's truly, it, it truly is life at risk. So, and especially if you've got to do a hard stop and literally do that jam on the brakes, yep. where you're going to lock it all up and your ABS is going to kick in. And if your tire, the thing that's going to fail is your tires. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Without tires, you can't stop. You can't yeah. go. So, so definitely do that. But I want to segue in. We just, we just went through our first rainstorm of the year in Dubai and in, in the UAE. We've had rain in other parts of the UAE already, but. Dubai had its first hit. Yeah. And it was well, fantastic. It was fantastic. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, and it's an epic anybody, rainfall. Anybody that got caught out in a bad way, oh, obviously, man. feel very bad for them. But so oh. I was recording with Colin. He was driving a Fiat. <laughs> <laughs> Because I Excellent. thought he was coming and it was raining. I thought for sure he'd be in his, his patrol. Yeah. He was not in the patrol. He was in a Fiat. So I thought, Excellent. yeah, that's excellent. Uh, but, you know, so a couple of a couple of take-homes for me from this rain, and I want to go through a few things, but take-homes for me is I need to now get my car and get serviced. And, I mean, not because there's anything wrong, and I was not, we're, we'll talk about driving in the rain and driving in inclement weather, et cetera. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I come from North America. I come from Canada. I drive in, I've driven in snow. I've driven in rain. I mean, over long distances. I get it. I get hydroplaning. I get black ice. I get the fact that you, you can have a four-wheel drive vehicle. Four-wheel drives are great, but four-wheel drive doesn't do anything if your wheels have no traction. Exactly. <laughs> you're yeah, doomed. It's helping nobody. It's helping nobody. So you're going really fast through a puddle. You hydroplane, which means you get a layer of water between the rubber and the road. You have zero traction. Yep. Brakes don't work. Steering doesn't work. You're yep. doomed. Exactly the same as ice skating. Yeah. Same thing. So you're doomed. So it, it doesn't matter. I've got four-wheel drive. I've got all-wheel drive. Yeah, but you've got no wheels making there's no friction with the road so yeah. there's but what, what i noticed is because i was going through some pretty big puddles and there was a lot of water that water is you know brushing up on the other side of my vehicle the the first place where you i really noticed it was my brakes 
and yeah. my brakes are good. I'm still, but I think this morning, so we're a couple days after now, those brakes were 100% saturated. And uh, this morning I'm, I'm listening. So either some dirt got into the calipers or things, but I'm thinking, you know what? I need to get my, my vehicle in for a service. I need to get the brakes looked at. I need to get, you know, little things. Fortunately, un, unlike a lot of vehicles that were out there going crazy through puddles, yeah. full electrical system breakdown. I didn't have that problem, yeah. but I wasn't going fast through the puddles either. So, but I was going through them and, yeah. and mindful of my exhaust system, mindful of the fact the brakes are going to be wet. So I'm not going to stop well, mindful of there's an alternator and other things. And unfortunately it's raised up a little bit in my Jeep, so yeah, it's not going to get wet, but a lot of vehicles were flying through puddles and then pulled over on the side of the road. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's be mindful. So I wanted to walk through just a, a, a couple of those things. We, we talked about the first one. It doesn't matter how good your tires are doesn't matter what kind of traction system you've nope. got when you're driving through puddles or driving through a road covered with sand and likewise ice or snow if your tires aren't making connection with the road you, you you're gonna you're gonna slide. you've got to you've got to give them a chance as well yeah you've got to yeah you've got to be careful with the how much braking and how much throttle you're trying yeah. to apply in these kind of conditions it doesn't matter how good of a driver you are if your wheels of your tires no. of your, your vehicle are not touching the ground no there's nothing you can do you just you just have to just sort of i mean the issue here is a bit of rain you know yeah. we don't get rain much it's, it's, it's the, it wasn't the much fact that we don't have drainage well that's the big thing so the so sides it, it of the road just stops i mean i i, I was stuck in a, in a queue for 45 minutes and i think i sent yeah. you a couple you of did. photos yeah. and videos you I got mean, a tesla sitting in front of you the guy in a tesla <laughs> breaking it i mean he, he would have been fine i mean there's yeah. absolutely no and, and there's there's videos all over the internet and there's people big tesla fans and, and elon musk himself that, that show yeah. all the teslas going through water all yeah. over yeah. the doors almost yeah i mean everything's sealed it's a sealed electrical exactly. system i mean one thing that and this is what the next thing we can get onto a, a huge benefit of, of of having an electric vehicle is that it's such high voltage yeah. they are sealed to help ensure nobody's electrocuted yes but also you don't have an internal combustion engine which is sucking air in <laughs> yes and sometimes it's sucking air in from where there's no air is just water so yeah. the, the engine effectively drowns yes um, so these the the Toyota Hiace and the um Nissan Irvine buses they have the engine sort of under the front seats and their air filter and air intake is right down behind the front bumper there we go done so for you're driving through the water up above that yeah. bumper height and you're going to start sucking water in did you, you saw the couple of pictures that I sent you because yeah. on the rain day I went to the fruit and veg market it was a lake when I was leaving yeah. and there there were a few of those delivery vehicles those highest is exactly what you're talking about yeah. that were up to the doors and not moving no, because no, they'd they sucked air in anyway they just suck air in yeah. um, and, and it's a genuine it's a genuine uh, issue I mean the first thing to do if you're going to go through any kind of water um, go through it at a, at a constant speed don't yeah. try and crazy do any crazy braking or acceleration um, but also once you get out of the water and you have a safe enough distance to do this between the car in front of you and behind you just test the brakes yeah because you might have a situation where you're going to have water on the brakes where they won't work and if you yeah. wait until you need them you could be screwed yeah. so just test the brakes well um, and you want to dry you want to dry those out a little bit because yeah, the, well, the disc is going to be wet your brake will, pads are wet what will happen is you'll have water on the pads the pads aren't really absorbent but they'll absorb a certain amount yeah. and there'll be water on the discs and as you put the brake pad onto the disc it's going to start to boil that water off right now then you get a layer of steam between uh, the pad and the disc so it's like dropping uh, dropping water dripping water onto a hot plate you see yeah. the bubble it doesn't evaporate yeah. all you see is a bubble bouncing around it's bouncing and it's insulated on the layer of steam so there's a there's a there's effectively a gap that's insulating that well, now that happens on the brake pad so you have to make sure you just give them a test let the water all dissipate basically and then check again and keep in mind that the water we're dealing with as we're going through puddles is not pure no. drinking water it's filled with contaminants it's washed everything off the road so yeah. anyone that's had Oil. an accident oil diesel residue. petrol everything that's on the road it's all yeah. now hitting your so yeah, there's a lot of potential things yeah. that are hitting this very very invaluable part of your vehicle yeah. that 
is potentially going to cause it to go awry or it I mean they'll work don't get me wrong but it might take whereas you might have an instant stop it's going to take you a little no, bit while it dries out always test the brakes as you get yeah. out of the water so that you can then be sure that the next time you do because the first time you press them almost certainly they're going to feel yeah. soft and not like they're doing anything slip, yeah. so then when the next time you press them for sure they'll stop yeah um, so you just need to make sure and if they don't when you test them if there's no no brake effort whatsoever and then on the second press it's the same you need to stop the car and, and make sure you've not done any further damage in the water I saw a lot of cars doing that pulling over because they're looking under the hood so we got we got the guys in the vans who are sucking in air but then we got the other folks who are going through the puddles too much forget the air they're okay with the air they've soaked their electrics yeah, whether it yeah. be the alternators or other things yeah. and their vehicles have stopped because yeah. our vehicles are electric so as soon as they've shorted something out the 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 computer system's going whoa mayday we got a problem this we don't know what the problem is there's a short i don't want my entire vehicle now to be out of commission so it does it itself it just turns it off and says yeah yeah until we know what's going on nothing's working it's 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 a big issue we have the we have the same where people uh people go and wash the car and they'll get the engine washed Uh, never never don't Uh, do it then you go through a a puddle and you know we've been there we've been going through the water slowly I've been there you go through the water slowly then some guy they'll come past you yeah. really fast and just splash water all over the front of your car yep. um, all over your windscreen all up the side of the door over the roof and everything else and then it got, it's got to go somewhere now on, on more modern vehicles it's not really a major issue most things are well insulated and covered but they're not designed for water to be coming up at all angles you know they're not designed to be wading through big puddles yeah. um, so the slightest bit of uh, water into any of the electrical systems will cause massive massive problems and, and there are you're quite right a lot of cars will have fail safes which will just prevent any kind of operation of any electrical system if it detects that kind of thing there's there's fuses circuit breakers thermal load uh, yeah. detectors and everything else that will prevent this kind of thing happening but on the older vehicles you'll just end up shutting down I mean in the uh, in the UK we used to have uh, the Passat um, and like the um the, the the angle of the bonnet where the air intake went the fact that it was a straight air intake people would go through puddles suck in a load of air and the engine would stop it would hydraulic it would lock the water would go into the cylinder and then it had potentially oh, yeah. damage internally so the first thing we would have to do once the vehicle came on recovery is take the glow plugs out of it so invariably they were diesel um, crank the engine over to f- fire all the water out basically I mean this water would hit I mean we're talking higher than the <laughs> lobby and you, you, you we got a 15 proper foot warehouse yeah we get firing the water right up to the ceiling wow. there and then put the glow plugs back in and see if it'll start and if it will great if it sounds okay and it runs okay great if not do a compression test see if you've got some damage um, and, and it's, it's it's not worth taking a risk you're going to yeah. smash the engine to pieces you can't compress a liquid so if yeah. you've got water going in the engine an engine is going to compress that or attempt to and what's going to happen is the metal is going to give way the the other the other issue that we run into you're talking about that visibility is the number of people i meet here who don't replace their windshield wipers it's like come on people these things are not expensive they don't we we get such a, a swing in temperatures from very hot to you know like i said it can go down to nine it depending on where you are in the emirates it can go down below zero but we're still going from 50 something you're on the windscreen yeah, of your yeah. vehicle that's get beaten down by temperatures so even if it's only you know a mid 40 degrees the windscreen's going to be warmer oh yeah and that just eats away and and really causes your wind windshield wiper blades yeah to not work yeah. and they get covered in dust and road debris you know and yeah you got to change those things a couple times a year maybe once a year at least and so i the number of people i saw going through the water it's, it's raining and i see their windscreen wipers working but they're gonna it's not clearing any Making water it worse right? oh yeah it's Just smearing yeah oil and, and grease and, and then it gets dark and you're smearing all that stuff on yeah. forget it yeah, or yeah. or the one is you know i i'm pretty pedantic about putting windscreen wiper fluid in my window washer reservoir I don't yeah. put water in it so at least it's got a little bit of that detergent to clear the stuff off but I saw people just with water well they're done for because you well, the other thing as well with that is like you say that the, the additive will clean the uh, contaminants off the screen yeah it will but what it also does being a soap effectively is 
it lubricates the rubber. Yeah. So the rubber can pass across the screen smoothly. If you've only got water in there and the, and the screen, so let's say you take the car, get it really nicely well cleaned, washed. Um, once that glass goes dry, I mean, you try and rub a clean, dry finger over a clean, dry glass. Yeah. It's really... Yeah, you know, that's that's good friction, right? It's almost yeah. a suction-like friction. Now, imagine that with a soft rubber wiper blade. Yeah, you can't do it, and mm. the wiper blades start to judder. So you get these juddering wiper blades. That damages the wiper blade, and then all you need to do is put detergent in there, put some soap, some additive yeah. in there to keep the rubber basically conditioned, lubricate it on the screen, and keep the rubbish and the and the, yeah. and the contaminants off the screen and clean them properly because. If your wiper blades don't work, they make things worse when it rains. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend getting prill. I'd recommend even if you're at the... Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, don't go and put like... Uh, I mean, I, I buy, or I buy my stuff. I, I, mean, I had to say, when I go to Carrefour and do my shopping, I go to the automotive section. They've got a Rain-X windscreen wiper fluid. Yeah. It, you know, it works. Yeah. And that's what I buy. I buy a bucket of that stuff. Yeah. Do I have to spend 15 dirhams? Yeah. Could I put water in for free? Yeah. Does yeah. this stuff work really well? And and you know, as you said, it's not worth. The it's not worth. It's perfect doing it without for the for the for I, the low cost of it. And you can buy them now that that aren't can, full of yeah, whale and dolphin killing chemicals, and yeah. they're they're generally yeah quite soft on the environment. You so. can buy the organic stuff. You can at the service stations they sell a a, a a concentrate that you can put in. Again, it's made for the windscreen. It works for the pumps. It's you know, it, it, a lot of it's organic. Yeah. It's great. It works. And, yeah. and just do those things. I think the, the other side of, of the whole the whole equation is when you break down, it's like I, I think people generally have not been educated on what to do yeah. when your vehicle stops because I guess we're we're all live and and maybe I'm part of the part of this group we all live in this dreamland that our vehicles aren't going to break down it's not going to be me <laughs> and if people get out on the side of the road first of all they're they're standing right beside their car what are you a moron don't do that you're going to get killed second of all it's mandatory in this country that you have that little tri- reflective triangle in the boot of your vehicle you yeah. cannot get your car registered without that no so when your car breaks down, open up the the trunk of your car, or the boot of your car, get that little device out and walk it back yeah. so that the people who are oncoming on that traffic, if it's in a residential area, at least they're only going to be going 60 kilometers an hour. But if it's on the highway, they're doing 100. Yeah. So walk it back 100 meters so they know, hey, you know what? There's a car up here. I've got to keep my yeah. eyes open. Yeah. And then get out of the way. Yeah. And, and then when you do see one of those triangles, and then don't don't part the other side of it no. between the triangle and the car that it's actually yeah. from. <laughs> no. And, and I... I you know, part of what they there's laws now in Canada and in the U.S. as well. But if a if a vehicle's on the side of the road, that's when you put your hazards on. By the way, folks. yeah, that's what hazards. That's, are that's for. what they're for. Not you to put, drive while it's raining. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't see too many people doing that yeah, this time. Yeah. It's but you, you might. Have, but but put the hazards on. Then get away from your vehicle so that if because inevitably someone's well, going to be looking key, over at the right? hazards and they're going to run into it and that's kill the you. Key. Get out of the car because if somebody yeah. hits the car, you're that dead. Has an accident. You can't move. Yeah. You're in the car. And if you're the side of the barrier or outside, at least you can see it coming yeah and so you can prepare yeah. for it and it, yeah. and people do get killed in that situation but the other side is when once you've done all that as i said make sure it's out of the way make sure you're out of the way put your four ways on and then make the phone call and get assistance yeah and that i think what it's knowing that you've got to do all these things yeah i think sometimes people forget or you they just ignore it you don't want to have a situation where you know you're in the car there's a problem the, the issue is here for where we're recording this in Dubai if this happens in July and you have a problem in the car yeah you don't want to get out because it's too hot if it's August no. it's too hot so, so you want to sit in the car with the engine running the aircon on well in, in those cases in a lot of and this is part of the problem with the drainage in the UAE is we yeah. don't have ditches we don't have culverts on the yeah, sides yeah, of the road yeah. which I really think in, in a lot of the areas we need to have culverts I mean that's what we do in Canada yeah so when it rains the water sort of goes to the side of the road goes into this culvert goes into this ditch and it creates a moat and there you go but yeah in the summer that we run into the problem people don't want to get out of their cars a they haven't brought enough water they're not prepared yeah, yeah. so but in that case make sure you get well off the road yeah so that you're not just you know not just pulled on the other side of the yellow line you probably want to be as far over as you can without getting stuck in the sand yeah because again you don't want to be a hazard to other people no that's right and, and it is it is it does happen um, disturbingly frequently where people will sit in a vehicle waiting for assistance yeah. and then somebody will have an accident either rubbernecking yeah 
or whatever it is and they'll not be paying attention and they'll they'll hit the vehicle you're in you can't escape a vehicle no. very quickly yeah. before you know once you've heard that crash yeah. and felt that thump then you're done so it's better much safer to be out of it and and look realistically here where can you be broken down that it's going to take longer than 30 minutes to get someone to you to get you picked up <laughs> nowhere it's, i don't think anywhere so it's, it's not worth the risk yeah no it's it, you know truly hey i sent you a link for uh we, we talk about porsche a lot so i'll back yeah. up a little bit and and you know a lot of things and we've a lot of things we've spoken about is how porsche and things like the 911 really haven't changed and yeah. i sent you this uh link from this guy who's got a 1970 Porsche 911 nice. and he's, he's and it's a YouTube link so we'll, we in fact I'll we, we post all this stuff up yeah. I'll let you know how you can find it by the way and, and probably what I'll do with this one just to make it easy is uh, jameshead.com jamesed.com when I post up the podcast I'll post all of the links up too so if you're listening to this easy go to jamesed.com and you'll you'll find the links he's, he's just talking about why he loves his car and it's sort of his car it's the ticket it's that people look at him he loves driving it it's it's attractive yeah. and it was interesting because I so I, th- I watched the video and I, got, I said okay that's really cool then I thought okay I'm going to go back and just take a little bit look at this car because it, it just seems more special than he's made it I mean he, he makes it out to be a real special car but there was <laughs> one at Sotheby's that they were selling and so they had a nice write up and this was a 1979 11S and it was just going through all of the things that happened between 1969 and a little bit onwards with the 911 that made it such an impressive vehicle and why you'd want to own one. And I was just like, wow, not only does it just look cool and very much like the 911s now, yeah. but that was a real game changer in, in the land of Porsche. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a, a fantastic print of the 911 from uh, inception to current day. And, you know, there's some of them with, you know, the turbos and the, they've had the mad huge whale tail spoilers on the back. And, the, you know, yeah. But, yeah. but man, it hasn't changed. And, and <laughs> thankfully, because <laughs> I, I, they nailed it. I mean, I... I well, I mean, I'm, I'm reading through some of this here and it's talking about the engine, but it's also talking about the, the fact that because of the way this vehicle was designed, it had a tendency pre-69 to oversteer. Mm. So they increased the, um, they extended the vehicle by two and a half inches to provide better balancing and better handling. Yeah. Just, you know, just a little thing. This is what we talk about, right? It's, they are engineered. They're not. You know, unfortunately, uh, unless you're talking about a Lamborghini, they don't get school kids to draw up their ideal car and then put a massive engine in it and, and put it on the road. They, they are engineered. And, uh, you know, Porsche is up there. Yeah. You know, if you get you get in a Porsche, drive a Porsche, see a Porsche, you can see side by side with most of the cars the, just the fine details, attention to details, which goes into not just the aesthetic, but the actual what happens as soon as you turn the key or, you know, press the button these days. Um, It's it's a classic. It's an absolute, it's a classic. Um, So I'm looking at the same, is it the the red, orange? Yeah. Yeah. Air-cooled. Just just a cool car. Yeah. Just a really cool car. It just made me want one. I'm reading about it. It just made me want one. It's just really, really want one. Yeah, and there's there's no way. I mean, it's one of those things, right? Because... The beauty of any of the 911s, and it comes from where it, you know, where it started and how it started, obviously. But they kept it is, whilst it's an event to drive it, and you know you're in something special because the engine's behind you, and you can hear it, and it it feels different, and it handles. But you can get in one and drive it like you would a Golf, yeah, or a, a Wrangler, right? You can just yeah. drive it normally. Yeah, you don't have to. I've driven Lamborghinis, Ferraris, McLarens, panicking. Yeah. Not necessarily because of the power and the speed that, you know, you can handle that, but just panicking. You just, you feel too wide on the road, you're too low, you don't know, can I get over that pebble? Sometimes the visibility is an issue too. You can't see when yeah. you want to change lanes, you can't see to reverse. Um, and these sound like stupid things to complain about when you talk about hypercars and supercars, but you don't get that in a portion. I'm not saying that a 911 is going to do anything around a racetrack against an Aventador. Potentially, it's, it's that 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 could be the somebody would put that up against it. But yeah. you just can drive it like a normal car, well, and you just you know you pull up somewhere, you just feel good. It yeah, makes, yeah. It's one of those things. I, I mean, I, some people say to me, you know, what, what, how do you decide which car you want to own or what vehicle you want to drive, and that, and, and, and you know, and, and ultimately, it's the one that you're going to make your vehicle. So does it make me smile? Do I yeah. feel happy? 
when I get into that car, while I'm in that car, and when I get out of that car, when I'm parked by my friends who've got Beamers or, you know, the the nicest Citron that's out there or, you know, someone who's driving around in a pickup truck, do I feel happy? And if I don't, I don't want to own that car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... um it's the uh, it's an extension of of the person. Um, some people, uh, I, I mean, look, let, let's let's not uh, dance around the subject. I'm I'm 33. If I haven't bought, owned, and driven a Porsche in the next 10 years, <laughs> I'm in midlife crisis territory, and I'm not going to look cool driving one. So when I get to 43, if I'm driving well, a Porsche, I'm not going to look cool because people's perception of it. Or, but it's still going to make me happy. Or or I'm, I'm 20 years older than you. Or as I hit up 55, 60, I might be, hey, you know what? You look good when you're the young guy and you look good when no, you're... when you, you're, got, you got out of it. So yeah, so I've 40 got, to 50, you can't <laughs> drive one. No. That's, that is a fact. But when I'm, I'm hitting closer to 55, 60, I, can, yeah. I think I could do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But at that age, you would be more inclined to go for a classic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? and that's and that's it. So I'm not going to go for the new one. I'm going to go now yeah, back yeah. to the '70s, yeah. and I'm going to have, and or and you know some of those old Mercedes Benz convertibles there. Yeah, like one of those. You know, you're you're hitting your mid fifties, late fifties. Then suddenly, yeah, you want that vehicle, but you don't want the new one anymore. And no. when you're driving that, well, you've got go- time to worry about maintenance and time <laughs> yeah. to worry about it. Breaking. You're not going to miss out on meeting because your car's yeah. broken down. Because they're, they're great cars, they're well made, yeah. but they're 50 years old and yeah. they are going to break down. Yeah, absolutely. We always talk about electric cars and these kind of things. Uh, inevitably, in autonomous vehicles, did you read that 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 dilemma that they have with some of the, the you know they're they're pointing finger. Everyone's out to get Tesla, right? They're always yeah. want to show. So they're they, they're talking about Tesla, but I'm not so sure they're not talking about all autonomous cars. Mm. And there was a, an issue with, and that this was a really important one. And I don't know if it was just a malfunction on a particular car or a few cars. The the articles that I was reading would suggest that it's a, a little bit of a wider issue. But the issue was the vehicle recognizing pedestrians. Mm-hmm. And what they were saying was the software in a, in a particular vehicle recognized pedestrians at crosswalks but it didn't recognize pedestrians as jaywalkers. Yeah. So it did recognize them, but way too late in the game. So, you know, like two seconds within collision, that's when they're going into their mode. And I thought, that's interesting. That's just more machine learning needs to be done. But Well, yeah, I'm sure they can write that out. The software engineers yeah. will be able to, to write that out. The, 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 the problem is, and well, not the problem, but the, the, the fact is that nobody sells a car now, even with fully autonomous available on some of the Teslas. They yeah. don't sell them and say, just get in the car, get in the back and go pour yourself a margarita and go to work they they say exactly sit behind the wheel and drive your car yeah that's it they don't they they deliberately don't now yeah yeah whether you do that or not that's up to the individual Um, but they don't say that you can just get in the car and not not worry about driving it there are certain areas in north america i think where they're allowed to use I autonomous know. i, I um, really don't know because i see a lot of people put uh, i know they're trying it out but I, I see a lot of people do sort of cockpit time-lapse photography and, and, and video footage of, of trips that they make on autonomous mode and stuff yeah. like that and tesla put it out there on twitter they, they'll retweet it or stuff uh. like that so uh, yeah. i know there are places that people do it but you know even as a driver God. What are you supposed to do if somebody jumps out of the side of the road? You're done for. I mean, that's, that's why they put the big gates up here on Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed. I, I mean, that, maybe you weren't here at that point. But in 2000, there were no fencing. There was no fencing on Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed or Sheikh Zayed Road. Wow. And the dilemma in 2000, 2001, 2002, up to about 2005, the dilemma was people crossing the road. Wow. So you got a six-lane highway. You're doing 110 kilometers an hour. It's dark. And you got a guy or a gal who's deciding, I need to get from one side of the road to the other. And they would run. They would do the gauntlet of death to try and get across. Well, there were there were pedestrians getting nailed daily. Yeah, we're talking, and that was it. They, you know, that so they're they're perishing. The people who are driving are traumatized for life because they've now hit someone. Well, exactly, that's the biggest. And so there was no stopping. Like you, you'd, you'd see the guys waiting or the gals waiting to do the run, and just like, you, you know, hope they don't start yeah. running now because I, I can't stop. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know. So how. that's why they put up fencing and they put up overpass crossovers and walkways. Yeah, because. That's the only thing they could do. One thing people have to realize with, with technology, whether that's uh, the phone that you have in your pocket or your bag or the car you drive or allow you to drive, 
um, they're not going to solve all problems. They're not a panacea to every yeah. issue. It's not like, right, what are the problems with cars, right? Pollution, uh, unnecessary road traffic accidents, um, and all, every, those two things, all of the healthcare issues that come with that, right? Yeah. Well, you know, they can't solve everything. No. There's, there's, there, there's no there's no computer software that's going to be able to be written, not yet anyway, that can predict somebody at the side of the road going to walk out. Yeah. Because, you know, the only solution then to that is that if, 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 if a car has to know where people are and what they're going to do, then you're going to get to the point of, well, okay, well, you can't do that so we don't have cars. Yeah. I couldn't stop. If I was driving a car fully alert, wired on coffee I couldn't stop if someone was crossing the road in front of me with, yeah. with a split second notice no, exactly. and, and an autonomous an autonomous vehicle isn't going to be able to do that either and that's why some a lot of companies now put a lot of work into um, safety restraint systems that are on the outside of the vehicle and design vehicles to help the person in, in fact that it hits yeah. to, to Scoop, try and a little bit of a scooping action try and negate the damage that roll they roll off that they action do. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jaguars have um, airbags effectively on the top of the front struts on some of their models that will pop the bonnet up so if the if a pedestrian is hit the pedestrian won't just oh, I didn't know that. squash like a yeah. fly into the windscreen they'll pop the bonnet pops and the pedestrian will be taken over the top of the vehicle that means less injuries in theory for the pedestrian you've hit and also you can then still see out of the windscreen to come to a safe stop so these are things that people and that's been around 10-15 years so there's things like that happening all the time there's there's a lot of cars that have been they're doing testing with exterior airbags yeah um, again, cleverer people than than, than me and that me, are working on this sort of stuff. Hey, I, I saw one. To, I saw one today. Actually, it was uh, it was an Audi. It was it was an R three, R S three. Yeah. Uh, on on the back of a truck that had been in a collision. Seriously, I mean, they, they'd rear-ended someone, so probably from the rainstorm. All the airbags had been deployed. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm driving by, and you know, guys, I don't drive fast, so I mean, it's it's pretty easy to get a good look at something. And speaking of air, airbags, clearly someone in that vehicle either wasn't wearing their seatbelt or what I think happened, but I don't know, was that this was one of those examples of where you've got either a child unrestrained or you've got baggage or something unrestrained because there was a smashed windscreen at the low part right by where the dash is where it looked like something big had hit from it. inside yeah from, had hit it and, I, and all the airbags were deployed but if something is not held in place yeah it, it, you, the, no airbags are going to really help you and this yeah. was a clear example of that now i don't know what it was but i it just it made me shudder because all i thought about was the child sitting on someone's lap yeah that's the one that you worry about that's the, the one i worry and it was the right so place in the right shape yeah yeah it, it, it just shocking yeah um, and and it could have it could have been that I mean or or it could have been someone's laptop sitting there because yeah. again you got your purse you got your man bag you got your computer sitting there yeah I don't know how many I mean I I, I you know I drive a Wrangler sometimes I've got my gear sitting on the back seat I try to put it in the in the back or try to put it on the wheel wells uh, for your feet where you're gonna sit because if you leave it on the seat I don't know how many times I've hit the brakes and my computer is smashed into the back of the seat <laughs> and I'm just thinking oh great my computer's yeah. doomed now <laughs> but the other side and then I always stop and think is like wow if that'd been a person they're done for yeah i once uh, i once had a problem when uh, when i was uh, i'd not been driving long and um like that age of of, of college where everyone's starting to get the driving license and yeah. we'd been to the shop and bought some orange aid so orange soda yeah yeah left it on the back seat Uh-oh. slammed the brakes on yeah. comes off the seat hits the rail of the seat uh, on the passenger side uh, boom uh, everywhere <laughs> that was nice never did that again. that was nice yeah no we uh one it was one, someone else's car yeah <laughs> it's time to sell one of these uh sell it now while it smells like oranges <laughs> one of the um one of the problems we used to have and one of the worst parts of the job was working for the manufacturer you would any car that had been in an accident where the driver had either not got a recollection of what had happened or there were serious implications of if they were negligent sometimes that individual would become a defendant and would say no no no, the car didn't perform as it should I did everything I could or there'd be no clear understanding either way so the investigating authority would have to ask can you check and make sure everything works okay and some of the cars that we used to get in Mm, you know you'd have quite clearly 
impacts on windscreens yeah. from inside and outside where people hadn't worn seatbelts or people yeah. had hit somebody on the outside and, and, and when you've got that when you're dealing with that it's it's yeah. horrible to, yeah. to, 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 to just put yourself in that position and think oh I mean I, I had a silver golf and I was when, when I was working in the UK and the service manager called me late one night it was like 6.30 and um I'd, I'd missed his call I was showering or I don't know what I was doing I might have been playing football or something and um I called him back he was like oh thank god you called me back it's like what's the matter he's like just walking the dogs over the bridge over the bypass over the dual carriageway and uh I saw a silver golf and it's been totaled at the side of the road and oh, I was like yeah. I wonder I thought it might have been you because you know yeah. to drive that way and you'd stayed late after work and all this stuff I was like nah nah well the car came in um I mean, you kind of have to make a joke about these things. We, yeah. we gave him some stick because mine was a Mark V and this was a Mark VI. And it's like, you're supposed to be manager. You don't know, you, you don't know anything. I mean, this car was a wreck. Right? It was a wreck. Yeah. But that car was actually in and, and the, the driver had said that the pressing the brakes and they didn't work. Well, mm. we checked them and they did and we yeah. had to make sure. And it's sad because you kind of, you know, yeah. you, you, you kind of put in a nail in this guy's coffin yeah. because he's now not only lied, but he's definitely responsible for the accident. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've got to do the right thing. So, yeah. so there's a lot of testing and stuff to do. But, but airbags are a huge part of a vehicle, and they're a massive thing that they save lives, just like seatbelts do. Yeah. They can also kill. So you got to make sure you have your seatbelts on. You've got to make sure you. It's an explosion on to work with the Get airbag. A concussion. And uh, yeah. you know, you, you're just there to to give you a chance. But it's things like curtain airbags. Yeah. Oh, those are come phenomenal. down to protect you from phenomenal. the glass and the doors and. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the the speed in which they go off yeah you know that they, they, they do help I mean not in, in and in that you would you would find in the RS3 that you that you've seen today almost every internal surface would have had an airbag on it that wasn't a seat yeah apart from the windscreen and the only, the only reason that windscreens don't have them is that you still need to be able to see where you're going potentially yeah so um unfortunately if you're not tied down you're going to hit that screen if mm. it's in that direction yeah so interesting glenn you know what we're going to wrap up this podcast it's been uh, absolutely incredible and what we're going to talk about next week when we meet and do this yeah steam-powered cars like it steam-powered like cars it. they were alive and well 1904 like it. and a lot of lot to be learned from steam power you need to go and watch mountain men there we go mountain men steam power cars coal powered cars yeah. and more so we're going to talk it. about all that next week and more of course glenn power can be found at sandance automotive joins us well this is his show this is the car clinic uh, i hang out and uh, learn the wisdom from glenn every week <laughs> <laughs> glenn talk to you again soon cheers bye you've been listening to potaholics and the car clinic with glenn power from sandance automotive and myself james pikeaway you want to get in touch with us potaholics with a k at gmail.com or find us on the socials that's potaholics with a k talk to you again soon so long for now